Job Chapter 33 But now, Job, please hear my words. Listen to everything I say. Look, please, I must open my mouth. My tongue must speak. My words declare the uprightness of my heart, and my lips sincerely tell what I know. God's own Spirit made me, and the Almighty's own breath brought me to life. Reply to me if you are able. Present your arguments before me. Take your position. Look, I am just like you before the true God. From the clay, I too was shaped. So no fear of me should terrify you, and no pressure from me should overwhelm you. But you said in my hearing, yes, I kept hearing these words, I am pure, without transgression. I am clean, without error. But God finds reasons to oppose me. He considers me his enemy. He puts my feet in stocks. He scrutinizes all my paths. But you are not right in saying this. So I will answer you. God is far greater than mortal man. Why do you complain against him? Is it because he did not answer all your words? For God speaks once, and a second time, but no one pays attention. In a dream, a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon people while they sleep in their beds, then he uncovers their ears and impresses his instruction upon them to turn a person away from wrongdoing and to protect a man from pride. God spares his soul from the pit, his life from perishing by the sword. A person is also reproved by pain on his bed and by the constant distress of his bones, so that his very being loathes bread, and he rejects even fine food. His flesh wastes away from sight, and his bones that were hidden now protrude. His soul draws near to the pit, his life to those who bring death. If there is a messenger for him, one advocate out of a thousand, to tell to man what is upright, then God shows him favor and says, Spare him from going down into the pit. I have found a ransom. Let his flesh become fresher than in youth. Let him return to the days of his youthful vigor. He will entreat God, who will accept him and he will see his face with shouts of joy, and he will restore his righteousness to mortal man. That person will declare to men, I have sinned and distorted what is right, but I did not receive what I deserved. He has redeemed my soul from going into the pit, and my life will see the light. Indeed, God does all these things, twice, three times for a man to bring him back from the pit, so that he may be enlightened with the light of life. Pay attention, Job. Listen to me. Keep silent, and I will continue speaking. If you have something to say, reply to me. Speak, for I want to prove you right. If you have nothing to say, you should listen to me. Keep silent, and I will teach you wisdom. Chapter 34 So Elihu continued to say in reply, Listen to my words, you who are wise. Hear me, 
you who know so much. For the ear tests words, just as the tongue tastes food. Let us evaluate for ourselves what is right. Let us decide among ourselves what is good. For Job has said, I am in the right, but God has denied me justice. Would I lie about what my own judgment should be? My wound is incurable, though there is no transgression. What other man is like Job, who drinks up derision like water? He is in company with wrongdoers and in association with wicked men. For he has said, A man does not benefit from trying to please God. So listen to me, you men of understanding. It is unthinkable for the true God to act wickedly, for the Almighty to do wrong. For he will reward a man according to what he does, and bring upon him the consequences of his ways. For a certainty God does not act wickedly. The Almighty does not pervert justice. Who put him in charge of the earth, and who appointed him over the whole world? If he fixes his attention on them, if he gathers their spirit and breath to himself, all humans would perish together, and mankind would return to the dust. So if you have understanding, pay attention to this. Listen carefully to what I say. Should someone who hates justice be in control? Or would you condemn a powerful one who is righteous? Would you say to a king, You are good for nothing? Or to nobles, You are wicked? There is one who does not show partiality to princes, and who does not favor the rich over the poor, for they are all the work of his hands. They may die suddenly, in the middle of the night. They shake violently and pass away. Even the powerful are removed but not by human hands. For God's eyes are upon the ways of a man, and he sees all his steps. There is no darkness or deep shadow where wrongdoers can conceal themselves. For God has not set an appointed time for any man to appear before him in judgment. He breaks the powerful without needing to investigate and sets up others in their place. For he knows what they are doing. He overthrows them during the night, and they are crushed. He strikes them for their wickedness in a place where all can see, because they have turned away from following him and have no regard for any of his ways. They cause the poor to cry out to him so that he hears the outcry of the helpless. When God remains silent, who can condemn him? When he hides his face, who can see him? Whether toward a nation or a man, the result is the same, so that a godless person may not rule or lay snares for the people. For will anyone say to God, I have been punished, although I have committed no offense. Teach me what I have failed to see. If I have done anything wrong, I will not do it again. Should he reward you on your terms when you reject his judgment? You must decide, not I. So tell me what you know so well. Men of understanding will say to me, any wise man who hears me, Job speaks without knowledge, and his words lack insight. Let Job be tested to the limit, because his replies are like those of wicked men. He adds rebellion to his sin 
He scornfully claps his hands before us and multiplies his words against the true God. Chapter 35 Elihu continued his response. Are you so convinced that you are right that you would say, I am more righteous than God? For you say, What does it matter to you? Am I better off than if I had sinned? I will reply to you and to your companions with you. Look up to heaven and see. Observe the clouds, which are high above you. If you sin, how do you hurt him? If your transgressions multiply, what do you do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give him? What does he receive from you? Your wickedness affects only a human like yourself, and your righteousness a son of man. People cry out when under great oppression. They cry for relief from the domination of the powerful. But no one says, Where is God, my grand maker, the one causing songs to be sung in the night? He teaches us more than the beasts of the earth, and he makes us wiser than the birds of the heavens. People cry out, but he does not answer, because of the pride of the wicked. Surely God does not hear an empty cry. The Almighty does not pay attention to it. How much less, then, when you complain that you do not see him? Your legal case is before him, so you should wait anxiously for him. For he has not angrily called for an accounting, nor has he taken note of your extreme rashness. Job opens his mouth wide in vain. He multiplies words without knowledge. Chapter 36 Elihu continued, Be patient with me a little longer while I explain, for I still have words to speak on God's behalf. I will speak comprehensively about what I know, and I will ascribe righteousness to my Maker. Truly my words are not false. The one perfect in knowledge is here before you. Indeed, God is mighty and rejects no one. He is great in his power of understanding. He will not preserve the lives of the wicked, but he gives justice to the afflicted. He does not take his eyes off the righteous. He enthrones them with kings, and they are exalted forever. But if they are bound in shackles and caught in ropes of affliction, he reveals to them what they have done, their transgressions caused by their pride. He opens their ears to correction and tells them to turn away from wrongdoing. If they obey and serve him, they will live out their days in prosperity, and their years will be pleasant. But if they do not obey, they will perish by the sword and die without knowledge. The godless at heart will harbor resentment. They do not cry for help even when he binds them. They die while still young, spending their life among male temple prostitutes. But God rescues the afflicted during their affliction. He opens their ear when they are oppressed. He draws you away from the brink of distress to a broad space, free of restriction with rich food on your table as consolation. Then you will be satisfied with the judgment on the wicked, when judgment is rendered and justice is upheld. 
But take care that rage does not lead you into spitefulness, and do not let a large bribe lead you astray. Would your cry for help, or any of your strenuous efforts, keep you from distress? Do not long for the night when people vanish from their place. Beware that you do not turn to wrongdoing, choosing this instead of affliction. Look, God is exalted in his power. What instructor is like him? Who has directed his way, or said to him, What you have done is wrong? Remember to magnify his activity, of which men have sung. All mankind has seen it. Mortal man looks on from a distance. Yes, God is greater than we can know. The number of his years is beyond comprehension. He draws up the drops of water. They condense into rain from his mist. Then the clouds pour it down. They shower down upon mankind. Can anyone understand the layers of clouds? The thundering from his tent? See how he spreads his lightning over it and covers the depths of the sea. By these he sustains the peoples. He gives them food in abundance. With his hands he covers the lightning and he directs it against its target. His thunder tells about him. Even the livestock tell who is coming. Chapter 37 At this my heart pounds and leaps from its place. Listen carefully to the rumbling of his voice and the thunder that comes from his mouth. He unleashes it under the entire heavens and sends his lightning to the ends of the earth. After that is a roaring sound. He thunders with a majestic voice, and he does not hold it back when his voice is heard. God thunders with his voice in a wonderful way. He does great things that are beyond our understanding. For he says to the snow, Fall to the earth, and to the downpour of rain, pour down mightily. God puts a stop to all human activity so that every mortal man will know his work. The wild animals go into their dens and remain in their lairs. The storm wind blows from its chamber, and the cold comes from the north winds. By the breath of God, the ice is produced, and the broad waters are frozen solid. Yes. He weighs down the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning in the clouds. They swirl around where he directs them. They carry out whatever he commands on the surface of the inhabited earth. Whether it is for punishment, or for the sake of the land, or for loyal love, he causes it to happen. Listen to this, Job. Stop and consider carefully the wonderful works of God. Do you know how God controls the clouds, and how he causes the lightning to flash from his cloud? Do you know how the clouds float? These are the wonderful works of the one perfect in knowledge. Why does your clothing become hot when the earth is still, because of the south wind? Can you with him spread out the skies as solid as a metal mirror? Tell us what we should say to him. We cannot answer, because we are in the dark. 
Should he be told that I want to speak? Or has anyone said something that should be communicated to him? They cannot even see the light, though it is bright in the sky, until a wind passes by and clears away the clouds. Out of the north comes golden splendor. God's majesty is awe-inspiring. Understanding the Almighty is beyond our reach. He is great in power, and He never violates His justice and abundant righteousness. Therefore, people should fear Him, for He does not favor any who think that they are wise. <laughs>